Welcome to Triumph. This is a show about God's mercy and God's forgiveness uh, for people who have struggled with an abortion decision in their past. And my name is Tim Welsh, and I'm here with my wife, Jo. Hello. Hi. We drove separately today. Yes, we did. Which is weird. <laughs> anyway, so I, I, um, you know, this is this is happening after the Supreme Court has overturned Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a fascinating time for us to be in, I think, and it's a really um, difficult time for some people to be in. And I just uh, we need to get some things out out of the way first. I think uh, first of all, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about what what happened um, with the overturning of Roe and Casey, um, but but by and large, just just as a broad measure they they just turn the abortion debate back to the states essentially there's not a whole lot more to it than that i mean there's a lot of rhetoric out there and there's a lot of uh talk about there i'm a little bit intrigued you know doe versus bolton was handed down the same day that roe versus wade was and i'm rather intrigued that they did not overturn doe and i don't know why i haven't had a chance to really research that either so i probably shouldn't have even brought it up but so really this is a this but this show is really about the healing process post abortion. It's really not about Roe versus it's not about anything other than that. It's not about the legislative process, it's not about the judicial process where, wherever that takes the United States. It's really about two people who have been through an abortion experience, you and I, mm-hmm. and it's about what services are out there what kind of walk they can experience they sh- they should um expect post abortion um and what what kind of mean what what the true healing kind of looks like so mm-hmm. so let's just maybe i'd love to know what you think about the whole decision and all that stuff to overturn but but let's dispense with that rather quickly and then get back to bus- the business that we're in here I'm I'm still kind of not believing that it actually happened. Um, and I think I worry about the women that have had an abortion, have gone through some healing and or maybe haven't gone through any healing and now they're thinking, wait, you know, I, I thought all along and I justified this all along because it was legal. And now that it's been turned back to the states for each state to decide, what are women going to feel like? You know, what are they, what, I just worry about that. I just worry about women and how they're going to feel. They're going to just feel abandoned and lost again, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a day that we've all kind of, uh, you know, I, I in terms, and, and I, this isn't, I'm, I don't want to, make too much of a resume here but you know i ran ohio right to life for a decade i ran pdhc for almost a decade a pregnancy center here in columbus for almost a decade ran bethesda for four years you know uh founded a mm-hmm. couple other nonprofit organizations that are that are essentially pro-life and i i just it, this is a day this is a time that we've always kind of looked forward to but it feels like it it doesn't i i don't feel like celebrating much yeah it feels you know? like we're we're de- we're caught defending ourselves again 
well, that's, <laughs> for our for how, what we believe. Well, that's quite true. And and but bringing it back to to the business of of uh, the show mm-hmm. is, you know, what does that do to a woman who has had an abortion in the past? Because the legality of abortion has not really been touched. It's just been taken away from the it. It's nationally no longer uh, viewed as a constitutional right. That's really all there is to right. it. And the individual states will have, you know, some some states will have a 15-day or a 15-week restriction. Some states will have a 24-hour waiting period. Some states will have parental notification or consent or spousal consent or notification, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to be legal. Right. Um, so women are still going to be seeking out abortions because it's been it's been implanted so dramatically and so profoundly into our culture that we really don't we can't escape it now i mean it's just right. been it's kind of one of those expected things it's going to be a generational thing yeah well and i think just the little bit that i looked at little bit air quotes little bit i looked at on social media um there are gener- there's generations that weren't around when the decision came down originally, and so there it's ingrained in them that this is a right. This is mm-hmm. what they've grown up knowing. Sure. Um, so they're they're angry, and a lot of women are angry. A lot of men are a- angry about the decision that came down on Friday. Um. And it's and 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 some of it's very hurtful, the things that they're saying, and and it's just either they don't know, <laughs> and and that's okay. They can say the things they say because they don't know. But uh, just everyone should just temper their words at this point. Well, so so again, yes. let's get back to the healing piece. Okay. Um, and let's talk about what this all means to, um, you know, the woman who has, has made that abortion decision in her past and is now regretting it. And mm-hmm. is does this change any of that? Does it make it more profound or less? Do you think the walk becomes a little bit different? Do you, what, what do you think? I mean, how do you feel about this whole thing from that perspective? Not from, you know, what people are saying or anything like that, but just your own emotional stuff having been through an abortion. Yeah, I I think it's going to make it a little bit more difficult. Um, but it, it also may drive people to to seek out healing now more than ever. Um because it is so out there. I, I'm not really sure it's going to change anything. Um, I, I I hope it doesn't drive people, women, further into the denial piece and um, keep them from healing. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if it's going to change the whole recovery piece, the, the walk. I, I just don't know. Can you can you take yourself back to when you first recognize? You know, 
there there's there's this there's this spectrum right i mean of mm-hmm. of women who have had an abortions in their emotional states mm-hmm. right i mean cuz i i the the audience i think a lot of people know that i'm a recovering alcoholic right. i you know it's been 15 years or thereabouts and i i just um i know that you know my thing was i never really got picked up for omvi i never got arrested i never I never lost a job. I may have been, lo- I may have been, you know, passed over for a promotion here or there. I really don't know that, but but there weren't any really, really dramatic consequences to to my. And by that, I mean they were dramatic enough. I mean, I came home and just slept, just drank myself to sleep every night. So that was one end of the spectrum. But the other end of the spectrum was, I'm sleeping under a bridge. I've lost all my. I've lost everything. Mm-hmm. You know and. Yeah. My wife's left me. My house is foreclosed, and I have no place to go, uh, and I can't stop drinking. So that's that's the kind of other end of the the spectrum. And the same thing is true with the abortion experience. There are women who are saddened by their by their they 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 question their decision. They're saddened by it. They feel some guilt, but they're not really going to do anything about it. It's not really mm-hmm. affecting their life in in any. Uh, profound way. and yeah. dramatic way but on the other hand there are women at the other end of the spectrum who can't stop thinking about it and right. who can't function and are such in such a uh, depressed state that they may even have suicidal ideations they may rely on alcohol or drugs they may become ultra pro- promiscuous there may be all kinds of yeah. stuff like that so right. um I just wonder if you can take yourself back to the time, and 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 everybody has that moment of clarity. Everybody has that in 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 uh, AA parlance. They call it your bottom. You know, you reach right. your bottom point, and it's that moment of clarity. So, can you take yourself back to that moment of clarity that you had, and sort of transpose? today's environment into that and 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 maybe conjecture on how you might have felt today if you were reaching that moment of clarity right now Mm -hmm. with all the garbage that's going on yeah that's tough because i think i would have been you know I, i i got to a point where well let's just try this because you know, maybe, maybe my abortion experience is the reason I'm this way, X, Y, or Z. Um, and it might be, I think it would be a little bit more urgent for me to seek out healing because of all the talk about it. Um, because I wasn't totally convinced, I guess, when I walked through the doors at Bethesda, if, if this was going to do anything. And I'm going to go try this out one time and see what happens. Um, and here we are, 11 years later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think maybe it would have it would have been a little bit more, it would have been easier maybe for me to recognize um i don't know nobody no i guess we have to talk about that more maybe that's what we're doing right now dear 
<laughs> I mean, no, but I mean, on. everybody needs to talk about it. Not just you and me. It needs to be a cultural discussion, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, who in the environment today, it's really hard to have any kind of discussion and let alone to kind of figure out if if you need healing because it's still that same rhetoric it's still that same rhetoric this is no big deal this is this is just tissue and and so what you know you um it it, it doesn't it's meaningless it doesn't mean it doesn't do anything for you you're you're going to be fine so that that's a good point. We need to get to that in just a second. Just before I before I forget, I want to make sure that people know the phone number for Bethesda Healing Ministry. It's six one four three zero nine oh one five seven. That's six one four three zero nine oh one five seven. There's some really compassionate people waiting to talk to you if you're yep. if you're having an issue with a previous abortion experience and you're listening to um uh Triumph on St. Gabriel Radio, and and uh, we're just exploring. We're just exploring what 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 the healing process looks like after Roe is is overturned. I know, for instance, that a lot of the graffiti and a lot of the um, uh, action against pregnancy centers is is geared towards scaring women away from there. Yeah, it's it, it They're they're saying you know. Um, it's about the employees. Of, you know, the media would have you believe it's about the employees at pregnancy centers. It's about the women walking in there. They, they don't. They, they're trying to create an environment where those women don't feel safe, yeah. which, which theoretically could uptick, uh, you know, the number of abortions. But one of the things that um, I wonder about that you just said that I, I hadn't really thought about uh, until just now, and that is. Of course, you know, that's what we do here, right? We just think yeah. about stuff and blurt it out. Um, do, do you suppose that this, because do, do you suppose we'll actually get more authentic conversation about abortion now than we did before, since it is sort of out in the open now? So, since it's now, it's now uh, open to, you know, here's what I think, and well, here's you know, here's the rebuttal to that. I don't think so. I I feel like, and I know everyone's putting their own spin on it, but the things you read, one reads, and I'm only referencing social media, you know, the news. I haven't really had discussions with anybody, but the the folks that are still pro-abortion are so out there and so... Um, mean-spirited that who's gonna you could say something like um, you know it it is a baby and they're gonna come at you you know with they're gonna rain down fire on you that's my new term I like it (laughs) well I heard it at church the other day (laughs) I've got a new favorite I've got a new favorite quote too that I'm going to yeah. tell you in a but little bit. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I th- I'm, I'm, a, I'm fearful that it's going to drive women that aren't really sure that this experience was bad back farther into the closet. 
I, I don't feel like there's any, any just nice conversations happening anywhere. It's, this is it. This is how it is. This is the right way. You're, you're wrong. This, you know. Well, but I, 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 to counter that, I wonder if, if, uh, daylight is the actual, um, ultimate anesthetic, you know, or ultimate, what is that? The ultimate antiseptic. That, you know, when, when things get out into the open, they're allowed to be discussed. I mean, yeah. you and I have had awfully personal discussions with our children. Right. And they're, it, it, they, have, they have been very painful discussions about this issue. Correct. And they, we now know precisely where they stand. Right. I mean, they have told us in no uncertain terms how they feel about the issue, how they feel about us vis-a-vis the issue and all that stuff. Right. And it stinks. Right. But, but it's out there. Right. And we're able to now understand where they are and talk with them in that context. Right. Rather than, you know, whispering. You you had an appointment with an insurance agent the other day and, and his his admin and the other, he had to whisper about Roe versus Wade. It's like, you, you said, why are we the ones that are whispering? Because right. we shouldn't be whispering about this. So the question is, again, since it is now out in the open, and since there, I could make the uh, a point that you just made just to re- rebut what you said, and I'm not in the business of doing that. I... Um, I just wonder if the opposite is true. Now that it's out there in the open, people can talk about it freely and they can say, hey, I I had one of these things and it's not the best thing since Jell-O pudding like everybody wants you to believe, right? right? Yeah, and I'm not, on one-on-one or in a group in person, I could say that, but I would never say that on social media. I would get... I would get lambasted. <laughs> and you you know what I mean? Like like I wouldn't like everybody else knows what they're talking about, but I wouldn't know what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, I I get that. But And I, it's the same way with our kids. I mean, how do we have that discussion? It because they've already torched us with this. They were so mean. Some <laughs> of them. Some of them were so mean <laughs> that it made me cry. Yeah, yeah, well, I was there. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that how do you have a discussion about it? Because a lot of it is my feelings about it mm-hmm. and how it affected me. It's not all the same for everybody. Some women don't have any problem with it all. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know if it'll make it out there because we as pro-lifers you know because we're crazy people mm-hmm. bible thumping idiots is what we are right <laughs> and um who's going to believe what we say is you know we're brainwashed yeah well our 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 uh, uh judgment comes uh, that's way above my pay grade yeah that's true but i you know the the thing that i i i do wonder about is that um what does that do to a woman who has, or a man 
who has been through an abortion experience, what does all of that, does that drive them deeper into the, into the closet or does it make them be more likely to say, gosh, you know, I, I'm not with that. You know, I mean, I'm not spray painting buildings. That's right. I thought that I was pro-choice and I thought that I made the right decision. But now that I'm thinking about it, because now, by the way, both sides of this issue are going to get very vocal. Both sides, not Mm -hmm. just I mean, you know, the the hopefully the folks who are pro-life are a lot more um, uh, courteous than some of the people who are not pro-life mm-hmm. but um you just wonder I, my dad had this saying he he always said the that that side of this issue that is most shrill will lose and because people don't people don't really want to associate with people who are breaking windows or or spray painting obscenities on the wall someone's life. or threatening someone's life a supreme court you know so so again back to the healing piece is is what what do you suppose is the answer for for us in attracting we need to be attractive right you know and what's the how do we become attractive in this environment because there are tens of thousands just in columbus oh, yeah. tens of thousands of women who need help and yeah. and we're seeing six, you know, right. we're seeing a right. dozen or something, and right. there are tens of thousands of them. Yeah. So how do we how do we pull that off? Because, yeah, how do we do that? Wow, it's it's kind of rhetorical. Oh yeah, but that's that's where we are. Yeah, and isn't it actually? Don't don't you reach the your sort of nexus the 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 critical point of healing when you finally search out and and find the truth yes I mean, yes so isn't it really a isn't it really a search for the truth yes of? yes so we're starting to see that play out and there are there are people who are promulgating the truth and there are people who are not yeah thankfully it's generally the pro-life community i think we have to be careful that we don't uh sink into the hyperbolic kind of morass that the pro-abortion folks are into yeah, but yeah but we have to just be attractive because these women need the help yeah that's true and the men i mean men i i leave men out i mean i i'm sorry i i don't i don't mean to do that i just no i know what you're saying um yeah we need to be more attractive how so, do we get how do we do that but and maybe you're right maybe talking about it in an open forum is the way to do it, you know, the way to get people to understand the harm it causes women and the baby, <laughs> um, the, the harm it causes and the, and the real, like I said to you the other day, p- pitting mom against baby. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you kind of just look at it like that, I mean, maybe that's not the right way to approach it, but um, it would be nice in an open forum to just discuss it. But it's so shrill to your point that I, I'm not touching it. 
<laughs> I don't well, want. I don't want to be hurt. <laughs> well, I, see, but that that also is a is a question about the healing process. You know, uh, how many women are saying exactly that? I'm not touching this. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to be hurt. You know, I, right? And there are some very courageous. You being one of them, uh, very courageous women who have been through the process and who are now willing to talk about it. Yeah. You know, are now yeah. willing to. Golly, I mean, here we are three years down the road or something. I don't know how long we've been doing this radio show, but it's been a couple of years anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're willing to actually stand up and say, hey, it's it's not the greatest thing in the world. Right. And it hurts. Right. And you're allowed to say that to people. Yeah, yeah. And they can't, that's something that cannot be arguable. Sure. You know, it hurt me. Right. I don't care whether it hurts you or not, but it hurt me. Right. Yeah. Nobody yeah. can say, oh, well, gosh, you're a nutbag. Right. You know, no, well, and no. there are probably more women that, and and we know this, there, there, there are more women that would say it hurt me if they were allowed to say it, if they recognized it or if they felt emboldened to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and my one of my the gals from my group, she called me on Friday. Yeah. And she was laughing and crying at the same time, and she had taken the day off, and she was watching all the news, and she was just so grateful because she she and I are about the same age, and she's been in it, and but she can't be outspoken about healing because of her job and the forces in her um in her job that Hmm. are very pro-choice. Well, maybe she can now. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. She's getting there. I think think you've made great progress with her. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. She's made the progress. I haven't. Well, but she's lucky to have the resource, which is you. And that's that's to be admired. I have just one other quick thing that I want to share that... that, uh, my my current favorite quote is from Solomon, and it is, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word um, uh, stirs anger. So mm-hmm. we need to be careful that we're being gentle, and we're, we need to be camp- careful that we are exuding God's love. Because, by the way, the devil does not care about any of this. The devil only cares about the eradication of love. Yes. The devil fights God, who who is love, and right. that is the only thing Satan wants to do is get between the love of a mother and her baby, and and get between the love between a husband and his wife. You've been listening to Triumph on Saint Gabriel Radio. We're 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 out of time. God bless all of you, and and peace be with you. Thank you. So